and welcome to another episode of the opportunity with Kurt and Mark. Hi Kurt, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well new, Mark. Yeah, so we've got an exciting topic for our listeners today, how to create a new market. Yeah, I think that is quite an exciting topic because uh, in one's business or if you're trying to create a business, you don't know, you might be like a little bit stuck and you don't know where to go. So this is an awesome topic to talk about. Definitely. And business is changing so fast. I mean, after COVID, so many people had to adapt, so many people had to think on their feet, find new jobs, find yes. new businesses to start. So I think it's quite an appropriate topic for us to talk about this today. And we live in Africa and, you know, we have to adapt every day, all the time. 100%. You've got to be such an entrepreneur in uh, in Africa because there's no one else here to look after us. We need to look after ourselves. So we have to create a new business. And I think and you... Become creative. 100%. You have to. You don't have a choice. And I think you've definitely said something important where COVID changed a lot of the way the business runs, where a lot of people had to become inventive the way to run a business, either it was from home or they had to sell a different type of product or a different way of doing a product. So I like the idea of you saying that, um, you know, business owners are not so stagnant and just thinking the same old way. Now they had to do new ways, which is a great way to start. That's great. And then you want to start something new. You want to go into like a new kind of uh, business idea or whatever, and you go into Google and then you kind of like get so overwhelmed. Yes. It's just so much that you can do, uh, yes. potentially you can do. And you think, oh, maybe I could do that. And you go and research it more and more. And then it just seems like... It's oversaturated or there's it too many. Like it, is. it mm. feels like there's too many. Like, um, what do you do then? But I think it's, uh, I think, you know, to say a lot of people then get scared of starting something new or doing something because they think the market's oversaturated, which is not, it's true. But the thing is, why can't you start something? You know, if you can look at improving something that they didn't do better on, or, you know, you can say to yourself that um, you can, you can look at saying to yourself that, you know, why can't I sell to the competition or can't I work with them or, you know, that's just because it's it's busy or there's a lot of people and it doesn't mean that you can't actually enter into it, you know? So uh, there's a water tank company that I know where they, they've got a, always going to have like something where some of the tanks are not going to come out hundred percent. So they can't sell that to the customer. You mean from the mold? From the mold. Yes. When they create it. So they can't sell it to the customer like that. So they were, you know, they've got all these tanks that are sitting in a yard and they don't know what to do with them. So they said to themselves, okay, cool. We can try and look at recycling. So what are we going to do to recycling? So we'll put them through a grinder and then through the grinder, we do into a pellet system. That's a whole other process on its own. But we will yeah. reuse our product. Ah, recycling. But then at the same time, yeah. they went to their customers and said, listen, is there anyone else out there who wants to recycle, firstly? And secondly, is there any customers that want to take um, a plastic pellet and turn it into a powder or a powder into a pellet? Brilliant. So they so made a whole business. A whole market. A whole new from market. reject molded 100%. plastic and then just started making money off that so yes That's brilliant but the thing is you know what like the tank market is kind of oversaturated during you know certain companies but yeah. they started it up and it worked for them it's no problem and the thing is people think to themselves and say oh we can't start something new because there's so many people doing it but you know i know people that have decided to start a business and made a super super success out of it but there's so many people that do it at the same time it's just finding that different unique selling points a different, well, different approach menu, different approach a service as opposed 100%. to a product 100 percent. anything like that that will create some kind of different um way people view the, the market or the industry 100%. and why can't you sell to your competition you know so <laughs> you know that's the thing you know people also turn around and say that yeah but we've got to try and make money money it's like okay but why can't i mean even in my industry i, I approach more competition all the time because 
my competition may not have the funds or the training to buy certain equipment mm. or to do uh, offer that service. So let me offer it to them and to new customers. Well, I have um, a coaching business practice, you know yes, that, yes. and I often get calls from other coaches to do training yes. or some kind of speaking because they just don't know how to do it. They're very, um, that's not the, the avenue to train people in, and yes. stand in front of 10 people. But yes. one-on-one, they're great. Yes. So working with your competition, there's nothing wrong with that. Make your competition your customer. It's a great thing to do, right? And I, and I think it's important that, you know, when you start looking at doing this uh, this new market, does it complement, you know, your consumer or your customer, whoever it is? Like, is there a, is it, is it an emotional buy when they're buying it or is it not? Is it something they need or is it a want? That's important to be able to say to so a customer. So that's quite fascinating. There's just so many products that we, that have been adapted that has an emotional element. Hmm. I mean, there's, let's just take a chair. Yes. Everyone sits on a chair. But when you have a sleek designed ergonomic chair yes. that people really love and they, they have an attachment to it, there's a, that's a whole different market within the chair industry. 100%. So finding ways to make your product more emotional or um, adapting it, changing yes. it to, um, to a whole different market. So for me, I mean, I'm a very much a impulsive buyer. So I will see something. Maybe it's trending. I don't know. My subconscious will kick in and say, I want this. And I will want to go buy that. And it's an emotional thing. You know, it's not a it's not a, it's not a need, it's not a want, it's just an emotional buy. So that's why we were saying now it's important to have that emo, you know, to add that emotion to your customer, you know, to show that they need this adds value to them. Well, look at Disney. They will put the Mickey Mouse on a freaking Tupperware. Yes. <laughs> so that kids all over the world, millions of them go to school with a water bottle and a lunchbox with Mickey Mouse on. But I can go to another plastic place and pay half the price for that Mickey Mouse 100%. But again, we're buying on emotion because that's what the kids want and they're going to hack the parents until you buy it. So how do you find emotion in what you do and in what your product or your your service offering is? But you see now, that's starting a new market. So they took an existing market where everyone already had Tupperware, that's fine, but then they made a brand important. So again, you know, you can take yourself a Tupperware, you can take yourself any product you want to do, add your brand onto it, and all of a sudden now it becomes important. And people want to buy it because it emotionally makes them happy. Of course. And that's also like combining markets when you have like a, a specific brand that does something and you put it on cups, t-shirts, whatever. You can combine that market very easy. 100%. I mean, you talk about combining markets. It's like you were talking about cell phones where I don't, I don't want to make a cell phone. Why must I make a cell phone? I don't have the technology. I don't have the factories, but I can make covers for them. Yes. I can make uh, I can make the the glass to protect them or the silicon to protect them as a cover. So it's important you can combine markets. Why can't you? You know, it's like saying don't reinvent the wheel, but I can make tires for it. I can make different types of tread on the tires. So I'm not reinventing, but I'm actually doing something else with that product. And I think the the most remarkable um, industry interrupters have yes. been the IT industry where they've taken old markets that um, are slow and sluggish and completely re- rebooted them. You know, Uber, for instance. Oh, yeah, definitely. The taxi industry. Definitely. And it became, um, it's now a massive international business. But again, they didn't reinvent the wheel. They just went and said, how can we make it better for ourselves? I mean, you can look at Airbnb, you can look at a lot of different types of apps that are running and bookings, you can go to like a bookings company and you can go book your travel, so your flights, your accommodation and your and the whole trip when you're there in terms of like where you want to go view things and what you want to do. It's, it's all on one app. 
hundred percent. I mean, it's like when I go to my barber, um, you know, and the barber's a barber, but this he's made it special. So when I walk in there, I give my name. He's like, who would you like to see? Okay, cool, this person. And they go, oh, I see you've uh, had this cut before. Would you like, I'm not, this is on a tablet. And they're going, would you like to have the same cut again? Yes, I would like to have the same cut again. Okay, cool, do you number this on the line? Okay, cool, would you like to have a tea, a coffee? Would you like a fruit juice while you're here? Yes, they are slightly more expensive. But the thing is, is that you're getting a service. And I'm feeling comfortable when I'm there. I'm not going to go there where it's just a normal barber, get in the chair, cut your hair or I sit in a chair and I'm waiting in the queue. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, there's added value to me to be there. Exactly. You know, I can say, oh, I'd like a cup of coffee while I'm waiting. And they know what my haircut was going to be from prior. And if I want to change so it, I can change it's it. It's just a simple, like, solution that came up with an app where um, the appointments is a, lo a lot more streamlined. Yes. And it's just so easy. And it's created so much value to a barber yes. that normally you would go in and sit and wait for. 100%. Now, all of a sudden, I'm feeling, now this is now creating that emotion for me. Now, where I want to be there. Mm. So, you're creating, now it's a whole new market. You've taken an existing market, you've created a market where people want to be there. I mean, now you can have a beer or a shot of whiskey or whatever <laughs> at the barber. Remember? <laughs> Those days are, are over where you had to sit in the cold waiting. 100%. So, now it's changing everything again, you know, which is amazing. So, you know, while you're busy looking at this uh, new market or this new business that you want to start up, it's important to uh, look at take your R&D, you know, you want to be able to say to yourself, is this also a long term thing? You know, is it you don't want to be like a fidget spinner? Yes. Everyone wanted a fidget yes. spinner, but six months to a year later, no one wanted a fidget spinner. Mm. So you also got to understand yourself, are you in for a short term thing or a long term? Because listen, if you could get into the fidget spinners when they were very popular you made a lot of money but you realized i need to close or i need to get rid of my stock before no one wants it yes yes so, so the, the, those are kind of like your your trend kind of markets but it depends where you want to be go, yes, yeah, yes that's what it is like you're going to look at yourself and say do i want a 10-year business or do i want a, a six-month or one-year business that's the thing and you can't say to yourself you don't want to be that guy that thinks it's going to be a long-term thing buying mass amount of stock, starting a factory up, and then a year later, you've spent all this money and you didn't do your research properly to say, this is actually just a trend. And you stuck with it. Now you're stuck with all this product yeah. and this money and now you're even in a worse position. So again, it's important for you to be able to look at your R&D and say to yourself, like, where am I going to go? Like, is this a, a long-term service or is this a short-term service? I mean, like... And, and can it make money? Yes. So many people just like, oh, they've got a great idea. You also have to ask yourself, can it make a profit? Yes. Can you make a profit? And listen, it might not be an overnight profit, but you may it may take some time, mate. But that's important again, looking at, you know, how are you going to implement this business and what business you're going to once again, it's looking at the research and development side and looking at the numbers and stuff and turning around and saying to yourself, is it worth my time going into look? Some businesses already, I mean, if you're gonna go into office automation, you you know there's a really business for it. You don't have to go and say is it long term or short term, it's just adapting to the new technology, like you were saying for the IT side. It's again adapting for that technology. So it's important to look at that business in that sense as opposed to just saying, oh, it's only going to be a one-year business. No, people are always going to need to print. People are always going to need to do office solutions. It is what it is. And maybe there's an app or some kind of IT solution that your business or market's lacking that you need to figure out and bring to, to your business. It's, again, it's going back to the barber. You can go to the barber now and just sit in a chair or you can go to the barber and have a massive experience. So yes, I agree. It's creating that experience for the customer. You want that customer to turn around and say, this is why I use these people because yeah. you know either the product is uh, a great after-sales service or they explain properly on the service what they're offering. There's many different avenues that you can look down where you can look at yourself and be, you know, better than your competition or you can add to your competition. I mean, there's guys out there that are, you know, fixing certain things or installing certain things because the supplier doesn't do it. Mm.
but now I am adding on to, and yes, they may be my competition because yeah. they manufacture it, but they don't install. So why don't I become an installer for them? It's I've got a friend that does solar, and he does exactly that. So his competition, um, who's getting more work than him, has issues where they have installs and they don't know what to fix. They don't know. They they and, they've, and they installed it from scratch. And like, we don't know what's wrong. And the customer comes and fixes it for them. Hundred percent. So lot. he made a yeah. he made a thing for them and said, "Listen, you know, this is my rate and everything like that. If you want me to go out, I'll resolve it for you." And listen, when you're dealing with a customer, the customers putting their hair out, they're hating the company. But he goes and fixes it. But it's for his competition, and he's yes, getting paid yes. good money for it. I think that's the, the the thing with a new product, a new service, a new market, a new venture, whatever it is. Are you solving the problem just like that guy? Yes. You know. Are you filling a gap? Is he filling the gap? Is he solving the problem? Whatever it is. So when you solve a problem, you will always get some kind of reward for that, which I think is great. Hundred percent. I think you you you, know, you need to be able to. Because if you don't, end of the day, it's just going to be uh, another business. Yeah. And you want to be different. You want to be able to offer that that new thing to the customer, or that reinvent like reinvented side where you're able to. The customer has a good experience with you because that's what it comes down to: the emotion of the customer. Are they happy with you or not? You have to educate them sometimes. Yeah, educate sure. them that you know experience is better than just going to have a normal haircut. Look, you're always going to have a customer who's not going to want to pay the extra money because it is what it is. Yeah. And that's fine. That's not my. You see, that's why it's 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 that's why business is so. That's why I love business because there's different avenues for everyone. So you, if they say for instance, you wanted to open that barber shop, like you could open the cheap one and you can open the expensive one. Yeah, you've exactly. got both customers. Exactly. So why not? You know, you need you need an avenue for every single person. I mean, that's why you'll have people that will say it's manufactured in Italy, but it's twice the price manufactured in China. It's the same product, but I'll buy the Chinese one because I don't want, I don't want to go and spend the money on the Italian leather or whatever it is that was put on today. I'm happy with the Chinese one that lasts two years. There is space and room for everyone. Yeah, and I think that's where it comes important to say, you know, to, to our listeners that you should actually challenge yourself. You know, you well, don't I think we should have a challenge for, for the listeners. You yes. Know? Let's have a challenge that maybe they need to go out and look at their market. Where can they uh, create some kind of new market or some kind of new product, new kind of service, and uh, just get excited? Yes. Don't you think we should get excited 100%. about business, get excited about uh, new ventures, new things, especially with the, the business world changing? And um, things are happening so quickly. Let's get excited about um, what what's next. What's our next goal? Where can we go? Where can we grow? Yes, yeah. I, th I think listening is one thing, but actually doing accepting a challenge and implementing it and going forward and re, re revitalizing your business or looking at a new way that you can make your business you know interesting to a customer again, to a new customer, to an existing customer. Yeah. I think it's important to do that. So. I think that's a fair challenge to offer to people. Yeah, and on our social media, we're going to put the, our email address, share your stories, share your, uh, your, if you accept the challenge or not. 100%. So go out there, look for the gap in your market, find the new trend, uh, do your research, do your um, uh, target market and do profit and loss and all that type of stuff, your SWOT analysis. Yes. And um, just remember, are you selling or solving a problem? Yes and educating your customers and uh, finding the emotional trend to maybe something that's um, that's out there already. 100%. All right. Thank you very much for listening again. We will catch you again soon. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye.